0: Hello and welcome to the first in the series of Hanging Up the Boots, where we speak to current and former sports stars as they transitioned through retirement, from the game and into a new life within or beyond sport. I'm Karen Gibson, a sports physiotherapist who enjoyed a 20-year career in professional Scottish football and Scottish cricket, but I'm now branching out into sports journalism alongside Callum Napier.
1: Hi, I'm Callum, who despite a deep interest in sport, began my career in construction as a building surveyor.
0: This week, we had the opportunity to speak to one of my former managers, Craig Levine, who has successfully and seamlessly transitioned from player to captain of both club and country, to managing both club and country, and to holding a role as director of football before finally venturing into a life of broadcasting. Let's listen to what he had to say on a successful journey through sport.
1: What was it like going from being a player at hearts to a a manager at at Cowan Beef? Was that an adjustment hard being sort of being in that dressing room to being the leader of the dressing room? I
2: had some time to to think about what was going to do when I realised that my knee probably wasn't going to be strong enough to, to get me back playing football again I think it was 29 at the time I tried I got another operation and then I tried to come back um, that didn't work I tried again It didn't work and I was starting to realise that no matter how strong I built my muscles up or anything like that it just didn't feel stable so while that was happening I was doing some coaching with <laughs> John, John McGlynn so he was an under 18 uh, coach and I was I started to do some uh, coaching with him and I'd already done my B licence and my A licence, and I was on the course uh, for the pro licence as well. So, obviously, I've been without being really at the forefront of my mind, I, had, I was kind of preparing myself to do that. So, what, what period
0: of time was training. that over then? The knee injury in terms of you being not managing to play,
2: how long were you injured? So, my contract finished in '97. I got injured again in '95, so and that was the injury that I didn't come back. From. Yeah. But I spent two years trying to, to rehabilitate. I mean, I, I retired at 30, I think it was. One, my last, my last game was when I was 29, and I'd spent that time trying to get myself in a position where I could get back on the field, and you know, I, I wanted to play till I was 35 if I mm-hmm. could.
0: And were you captain at that time?
2: Yes, uh, I was the captain, but uh. well, I mean, a captain, uh, you know, like captain, you know, does it feel like you're a captain when you know not play for yes. six months or a year or a year and a half. You know? um, so that would have been
0: hard as well to try and hold that role whilst you were.
2: Yeah. yeah, I mean, things were changing as well. Jim Jeffries mm-hmm. had come in and there was a lot of foreign players had joined. Some really good players were in there and didn't get a chance to, to play alongside, mm-hmm. to be honest. So, um, I mean, there was a kind of weird feeling that, because I Probably after six months of trying and, and two or three times I've kind of tried to step up and I just, my knee just didn't feel stable. But it was interesting because I, I, if you'd asked me at 26 or 27 years old, do I want to be a coach?
1: And the answer to that would have been no. And why, yeah. why was that? Just no interest? That, well, that I, I wasn't something. even thinking of it. Yeah.
2: You know like, I, mean, I mean, other than, as I say, I must have done my B licence when I was about 23, 24. And that just coincided with the fact that I was injured. Yeah. This idea that this might have played in my last game starts to
0: keep in. I would have said that sets you apart from a lot of players who don't use that time productively. The same can be said for any player who comes to the end of their career and hasn't thought about what they're going to do next. It was quite proactive of you to think of that well, yourself and do it.
2: The, the, the one of the things I'd say to that is that you wouldn't believe how many players get to the end of their career and have no idea what no. they're going to do. Yeah. You know, and see, I'd kinda, I kind of, I wasn't at the forefront of my mind that I was going to finish playing football and go out to coaching. That wasn't, no. You know, I'd, but I'd done these, taken these steps, that, so there's something in my head I, I must have been thinking, you know, I need to do something. And I can't remember having the conversation but I with myself about whether I go out to coaching or whether I do something else. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I just, doing that under 18 stuff and then. My contract finished, I left, and I got a phone call. I went to Livingston, actually, to work with Jim Leishman. Oh, oh did you? That was good.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Interesting. Leish,
0: oh.
2: <laughs> oh man. I remember that was the first or second day that I was there, and he's just handed me a bag of balls and says, you take the trainer.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Chucked into the deep
2: end. <laughs> So I was there for three months and then I went to, to Cownbeath. And that was the beginning of, what I could say, the managerial career. And I remember clearly the first day, I, I, there was two things. One, the first day I turned up a trainer when, when I got the job. And the first game, and they were a few days of each other. I genuinely at the Saturday and I thought, shit, what am I going to say? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So you, you, you draw... From your past, all these things that previous managers have said. You know, the things that you. And it's like through a process of writing down stuff that I remembered, yeah. you know, and uh, things that I thought were good, things that I didn't think were so good. Um, and that sort of shaped the way I spoke to the players that can be. And probably beyond that, with hearts as well. Yeah. When I was at London United, part of my role was. The director of football. Mm-hmm. That was that was Eddie Thompson that had given me that title. Um, but basically, it didn't involve doing anything different than what I was doing normally. But he, had to, he, he said you can do the director of
1: football, store as well. So, that, so I don't have to employ a director. <laughs> <laughs> and when you went from club management to Scotland manager, you kind of lose that. title, as much time yeah, players. You can't recruit. Yeah. you don't have as much control over the players because they're going back to their clubs. Was that, it sounds like it's almost impossible, really? I'm oh, so <laughs> <laughs> Um
2: That was, oh, that was a, a really interesting period because I'd, I'd got a, obviously got to Leicester that I hadn't worked out on the United. Things were flying, were doing really, really well. a really good team. John Cahoon, who was not a agent, phoned phone and said, yes, it have been in touch. Want you to be the Scotland, right? So I love being the Scottish man. You mm-hmm. I love the job. Mm-hmm. Probably not. Mm-hmm.
0: In fact, it's
2: not. Actually. The job, the job is extreme. Yeah. I liked to be on the training ground. I liked the interaction with the players on a daily basis. I like the banter in the dressing rooms. You know. I loved that feeling of being busy. You know, like
0: yeah.
2: productive. Like the productive thing was really important because you. You could work with players on a daily basis and get them up at the end of the week.
0: Uh-huh.
2: You know what I mean. So, yeah. and once you got, once you got into a player's mind and they understood what you were looking for, and you tried to try and build on that, that's the things that I, I love. That yeah. you know, just try, keep pushing them and asking for more. Those players at United were, we we're, were competing regularly with Rangers and Celtic. And, you know, and it was, it was we flying, and it was one of the most enjoyable times. And then, of course, I am thinking. But then that was such a dilemma. I couldn't make up my mind. And then the, what, what finally pushed me in the direction of taking the storm job was just this, this thought of, I might never get offered that again. that was it. simple And start.
0: when you, And when you were throwing up the sort of downsides to it, were you thinking about the day-to-day that you were going to lose?
2: Uh, you know, I was, I was thinking 20. about, I was thinking about that around roundabout weight because I was thinking about leaving Dundee Red. And I... That was a real wrench for me mm-hmm. because I've, over the two or three years I built the team and we put everything in that situation in a place where we had really good players who were all improving. The team was improving, mm-hmm. and you know it's a shame that they don't come and get you the Scotland job when you're doing a shitty job somewhere. because yeah. you know that, that's the nature. of so, supposed to do well in it, and sometimes you got an opportunity to go to another a uh, higher level. So
0: so with hindsight now would
2: if you were if to you again you n- still I've, take it. I've thought with this over and over and over again. I realised that I would probably stop you. Yeah. Um so the sort of thing was was really interesting and I wouldn't I wouldn't swap it. Yeah. You know? I've played my country, captain my country and managed my country. Yeah. So it's something, you
0: know? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You've played You've coached, you've managed club, you've managed country, and then you've got director of football at Hearts. Yeah. Solely director of football. So was it different then? Well,
2: the Hearts thing was different, yeah, uh, yeah because uh, the first thing I had to do was find a manager. So that was uh, that was when I brought Robbie and Robbie and I got on really well, you know. And, I was quite happy to basically support Robbie, that was my role. Yeah. Um, and in some ways I'm doing the same thing. But he just know what yeah. you? you know. I, I really enjoy that part of it. He has to take on the shit and I... <laughs> <laughs>
0: so what about when you were your role was director of football and then kinda of management was put back upon oh. you?
2: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so Robbie's left and then Ian uh, came in and that was that's on me 100%. Tried to be a little bit clever and try to bring somebody younger with new ideas and uh, without going into it too deeply, It just didn't, it didn't work. Um, then, after Ian, we did some interviews and the board weren't happy with any of the candidates. And the board, one board meeting, one of the directors, said to well, me, why don't you do it? And I went away and I thought about it. Looking back, it's easy to say, I wish I hadn't (laughs) done, because I don't think I had the energy to do all the things that I was doing. That's probably one thing I do regret. It
0: It was an additional question I wanted to ask. So when you came to Hearts, actually you were already there. Principal Abin was a player, or Garrett Gomez was a player. They had come from Dundee United. I remember talking to them, and they had ex- had experience of you at Dundee United as being, well, essentially, you had mellowed over the years, is <laughs> what they had realised. That's what I'm trying to get to. Do you notice that yourself? Do you notice that they experienced a different type of person at heart than they did at Dundee yeah, United? they well,
2: the, the, probably did. Yeah,
0: the, you know, yeah,
2: they probably did. Then, just... even
0: as when you became manager, and so you could do that had you chosen to. They told me when I got to know you I'd learned that you were you were crazy because they'd experienced you at Dundee United as a really hardy sort of manager.
2: And maybe it comes back to the to the same thing. You've only got so much energy. Wanting to get into fights with people all the time wasn't what I did earlier in my career. I didn't want to get in a fight with anybody. No. But I just took everything to heart, you know, if that that included the players, my team. That included opposition. That included referees. That included anybody. So I, I was a little, a little bit volatile. Yeah. And so if you'd said to me when I was manager, director of football at Hearts that I was the next thing we'd be doing, briefing and podcast. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I'd have <been>, oh.
1: like, <laughs> <laughs> That probably brings us on quite quite well to to podcast and broadcasting. You went from being involved in football and then obviously talking about it, mm. did, was, that, was that change weird?
2: No, because I'd, I had done stuff over the years, I had done quite a few, not this season but last season when Robbie was there. I did uh, all the away European games, I did all the harsh European games, way and home and away, and it was really good, I, mean, yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. Mm. But I got to go watch and talk about football. Then they certainly money.
1: Best job in the world.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the podcast thing are quite weird because I would never have said in a million years that I quite didn't know what a podcast was
1: from James for me. And yeah. you, did you find it easy from the start or do you think you've got better at podcasts? Or I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't listen do you not listen to that not? Well.
2: So I don't know what's happening next. We'll see. Yeah, I was gonna say do you have a mismanagement or I got the juices flowing a little bit when Dundee uh, United were in touch. I'd love to go back there. And I don't know what they'd be getting but What they'd be getting? Yeah, I don't know what
0: they'd
2: be getting. Oh gosh. Whether it be nuts or quite calm, I don't know. <laughs> what are you doing now? Nearly,
0: nearly 60. No,
2: nearly 59. Nearly 59. 50. 50. Don't, don't add a beer on <laughs> there, no, no. please. I think
0: if you chose to do it, then you're exactly the same and, I th- and you were one of my, I've had many managers, like under many managers, I think in eight years at Dundee I had six managers, I don't know how many we had at ours. Yeah. And you were certainly one of my favourites to, to work with. I was glad I didn't see the crazy that everyone told me about in the United, yeah. but uh, but I liked the one I got anyway.
1: Mm. Well, I don't know what's around the corner. It feels like a good moment to end Unless mm-hmm. there's anything else you wanted to, to ask. No,
0: exactly. So.
1: Cool. Well thanks very much Craig. What an interesting and candid insight into Craigs Levine's personal development and progression through the ranks of a football club and beyond.
0: Perhaps he might say he was lucky in the right place at the right time, but one would argue that he's a highly intelligent, thoughtful, and determined character who forged his own growth in the game and beyond.
1: Next week, join us where we'll be chatting to Stuart McAnally, former Edinburgh rugby player turned pilot.